you damn monster. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Welcome to Planet Rage, the intersection of insanity and madness. Here are your hosts, Larry Blydner and Darren O'Neill. Hey, Larry! See, an M, little hey. bit of a, a little bit of an improved <laughs> opening for show two. I like that distaff voice there. Very nice. It's good to have a girl in the mix. We're right. We yeah. have to break up. That's what I said. I'm like, we need to break up our voices a little bit. Yes. Somewhere. Yes. It's a nice show. voice, That's uh, Jennifer <laughs> Buchanan. No Agenda listeners know her as Dame Jennifer. Yeah. Does the animated No Agenda stuff. Dame Jennifer. And does uh, good voiceover She's work. terrific. And quick. I just asked yesterday. They were yeah. there this morning, ready for the show. For uh, wow. number two. Nice. Thank you, Dame Jennifer. And this is episode Dame number Dom. two. This is uh, episode number two, which uh, episode number one went fairly well, which uh, is always good. The pilot out there. Yeah. Nothing blew up. No one was injured. Nah, well, I, I won't go that far. We know. We know. Of. <laughs> but a lot of lot of uh, feedback. We had a, a few different rages sent in to us. And while uh, we probably won't normally do this first and foremost, we did get our first donor to the show, which I think is uh, pretty cool. Rage number one, rager number one. I mean, we have right. uh, all sorts of different podcasts have different names and for that larry show people don't join the dojo i don't know exactly mm-hmm. what we have here yet but uh number one on that list is our buddy chris also known as sir seats that are from the abs in a six-pack podcast fine show he came Good in man yes he came in with 19 dollars and 84 cents which i think he's he's making a comment upon our show and it's an uh, orwellian number yeah Okay. I think so. Yeah. It'll work. And I think that's what is being tapped into with so much of this. Yeah. But yes, Chris does a great show. People should check it out. Abs in a six pack. A B S N the letter A, then number six, and then pack. And there's some other crazy domains. I always forget them, but that all go to the show because it's one of those like random thoughts spelled wrong that abs in a sick pack you say that people will get confused trying to find it they but will once you do it's a good show you've been on that show a few times i've been on it's a great show excellent it's always yeah. fun to hang out with him and he sent in a note which i thought was nice as well and it was good because i didn't even realize i was the first person to donate to abs in a six pack he didn't put up a donate button until episode oh 100 of wow. that show. So this is a truly a labor of love, huh? Wow. Yes. He said he was working on the value for nothing model for a while, <laughs> which, I, which I thought was good. I'm like, but no, I didn't realize it, but it was episode 100 for him. Mm-hmm. And I just went and I saw the donate button. And I guess I was the first yeah. one that saw the donate button. So I was, I was proud to be the executive producer, the first 
on that podcast. Now, he's the first executive producer for our show, so it all kind of works out. The karmic wheel. Yes. Well, it's exactly it. That is exactly it. And he says uh, in his note here, a pilot episode for the ages as both a youngster and a retard podcaster. I look up to both of you and consider you both, dare I say, heroes. Excited to see where Planet Rage goes. Fuck the globalists. Fuck the side effects deniers. Fuck the anti-free speech commies. Fuck H3H3. So, uh, yeah, he's bringing the rage. (laughs) I think we need that. I think we need to make this a trio. Bring that guy in. Yeah. Immediately. (laughs) He's he's definitely the guy you need. I mean, if we ever need a pinch hitter, that's the guy. He's ready. That's good. I'm liking, I'm singing his song. What's the H3H3? I don't know. What is that? That's uh Anybody know? Yeah, H this is where we need a troll room. <laughs> yes, this is where we need to be doing this live. <laughs> oh, shit. And we will probably at some point here when it's not a thousand degrees in yeah. California. And yeah. uh H it's a there is a YouTube channel. That's the H three H three channel. There's Oh uh, really? What's there, that about? There's an H three H three productions on Twitter, maybe. And there's maybe uh Ethan Klein, uh and it's something so maybe it's something to do with that. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. You'll have to Another tune mystery. in to uh, the H3H3 Productions is Ethan Klein on Twitter. So maybe you need to uh, tune in more to Abs and a Six Pack to figure out what that is. Hmm. But it's okay if he's just sending a message here through okay. our podcast. It's okay. It's good stuff. Triggering something. But if you want to take part in the value for value model that we use, you can go to our site, which is planetrage.show. Dot show. And all of the information is there. Yes. I catch myself. Not wanting That's to do good. dot show. Dot show is good. Dot com like is so much. Dot net people get. Dot org yeah. even. Dot show. Mm-hmm. It's like, what? I don't get it. That's but it's a show. It's a head spinner. It's a head spinner. Yes. <laughs> it is. Yeah. And, but, you know, once you, it, once you get used to it and realize that there's now like a thousand different names, <laughs> then uh, you can realize that it, anything can be an actual web address. But the. Uh, yeah. We got a few of these drops also from uh, Dame Jennifer. So, I mean, I will uh, I will ask you this, Larry. So yes. what's pissing you off this week? <laughs> Funny you should ask, my dear. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a list? Yeah. <laughs> Where does that list start? That's the question. Where does that list begin? Is it the um, weather? Is it uh, is it the politician? I mean, I know that you've got that recall vote in California. Yeah. In right. what a week or two? Yeah, fourteenth. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I mean, I have no idea whether it's going to work or not. But uh, Captain Hairgel Newsom has been a disaster, and he should go. But again, like I said, this I've you know everybody's getting all amped up. You know, Larry Elder, you know, is going to kick his ass and take over the governor's mansion, and that that'd be a great thing. Larry Elder is a good guy. I've been a fan of his since I first started listening to him when I moved to L.A. a long time ago, and uh, he's cool. Larry's good. But uh, I've seen this movie before back in uh, was it 20 years ago with uh, the governor and Arnold had the same rap. He was going to go up there and kick ass and take names in Sacramento and clean out the swamp. And they ate him up and spit him out, deballed him, sent him back in his Humvee. That was it. So, I mean, Sacramento is an absolute shit pit um, filled with bacteria. And I don't see any single man, you know, doing anything to uh, turn that around. No. It's like, what can the president really do as one person when it comes to this on a nationwide scale? But the Newsom thing is interesting because watching it from afar, 
you see what is covered when it comes to the polling, especially if you look at things like CNN, even Drudge, the numbers Mm. you get are a little bit skewed. And Bill O'Reilly does a really good thing when he talks about polls, and that is they get the information as far as who was actually polled. And these polls that show Newsom up by like 8% are actually when they're doing the the questioning, when you look at it, it's like, well, we asked, uh, you know, 43% Democrats and uh, 29% Republicans and the rest independents. And that's, of course, it's going to be a little skewed if you're heavy on the Democrat. And this is what the media has been doing for years, which is why Hillary Clinton was sure she was going to beat Donald Trump because all the polling said there was no way in hell Mm -hmm. he had a chance. But this, again, is lying with statistics and you can make a poll, whatever answer you want. You can make that without technically lying if you ask the right people the question. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be really interesting to see what happens in California, because even though most of these polls that are coming out of the places like CNN are like, no, no way. Newsom's going to hold on. And I mean, Soros just gave him, what, a million plus or something. Uh, that, that's, yeah, he gave him a big, big check. Yeah, that's everything sure. you need to know about it's everything you need to know. Yeah. Your governor right there yeah. is where the yeah. money's coming from. I think this is going to be a more interesting thing when it, the day actually arrives. And I think he's really in trouble, even though they're trying to throw so much money around it. Uh, yeah. I don't know why they want to save this guy so much, but uh Maybe. Well, because he's a commie. That's why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty simple. He's such a punk too. That's really what it is. I mean, I, I, you gotta have, even if he wasn't in politics, I'd have no respect for him because he's just a fraud and a punk. Um, he's a silver spooner. He's never achieved anything on his own. You know, as, as so many with the career politicians are little Gavin, you know, he, he opened a winery for a while and it's still open. It did very well. Guess who his partner was? It was a Getty. Oh, well, there a you fucking, go. How do, how do you how do you not make a business go when your partner's named Getty? Well, you certainly and have the money he, to fund it. Yeah, I mean that's what he hangs his hat on. Well, look what I did. He's a complete asshole. And during the whole you know shutdowns, everything the state was shut down like a ghost town from top to bottom. Little Gavin's winery was still open though. Well, how'd that work? Same as when everybody was to stay home and mask up. He's out. He's having dinner at the French Laundry. Did it for four, 2000 bucks unmasked, you know, guys, a total fraud, but none of the, none of the sticks to him because, you know, the media is in the tank for captain air gel. So the local media is pro. They're not mentioning all this oh, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sure. Sure. Well, look who controls it. It's the same, you know, same, same guys, same, same cartels. So yeah, there's yeah. not a lot of uh, good local media anymore. If there's no, any, there's that none you can pay attention to, but it's this overall globalist kind of push for all of this stuff there was Mm. it was interesting i pulled the clips but the sound was so bad there's only so much noise reduction you can put on a clip that uh david spade the comedian that's been around now well a long time because we're old we remember david spade when he was young yeah that he was coming out of an airport and had a photographer from tmz as they do ran into Mm. him and had a little conversation and he was asking him you know are you worried that people are going back years and years and years and looking at things you said in your act to, you know, are you worried you're going to be canceled was the bottom right. line question. And David Spade's like, 
I'm worried about that from the last stand up I did. You know, this is not <laughs> just we're going back 10, 20, 30 years. He's like, this is a problem because this is this is the constant fear now. He's like, there are some people that seem to have been grandfathered into being able to say this kind of stuff, although I don't even know who that is at this point that is given a free ride to say whatever they want if it's against this cancel culture and mm-hmm. the the photographer asked him well then you know how are you as funny now that and as you were and that, uh, that uh david spade says i'm not <laughs> he's honest that's good hey yeah <laughs> he said i he's like i think it's exact what was i've had to turn into marlon blando which i thought was a, <laughs> that's good wow yeah starting to like that guy you know, and this is what people need to fight back against because comedy, as we mentioned a little bit on the last show with Sam Kinison, was right. all about pushing the boundaries. Now, if you can't push the boundaries, it is a very hard thing to make comedy at all. It's a hard thing to make people laugh because it is mm-hmm. the pushing to the extreme that makes it funny. It's pushing to the extreme, but there has to be that kernel of truth to it. And now people see all of that stuff as being an attack. They see all of that as being, you know, it's not funny because, you know, you're going to hurt somebody's feelings. And with comedy, all good comedy, I think there's a really good chance somebody's going to have their feelings hurt. Sure. And once your goal as a society becomes don't offend anybody, mm-hmm. What do you do? Because your your non-offensiveness is offending me. So now how does this work? Well, yeah, I think it's all part of the same thing. I mean, even as, even as it relates to this very show, um, the whole idea, I've, I've always bristled at the term anger management. You know, why, why does anger need to be managed? You don't hear anybody talking about love management, do you? No. You know, it's an emotion. It's an emotion that every person, every, every, uh, canine every you know most most species have a, a emotion as part of their uh, their deck to be played in getting through life and suddenly not suddenly in the last 15 years 20 years um suddenly to, to be angry is a bad thing it's a bad thing everybody should walk around just basically emitting a dial tone like they're on soma and never really you know show any emotion about anything fuck that people have a right to be angry angry you know, there's no, there's no need for anger management. There's, there's asshole management. That's what we need. <laughs> yes. Well, it's okay. good. It's That's okay. Yeah. To, to, okay. to be, and angry. if people got angrier and in, in the, in the opposition's face and intimidated them, well, now we'd be getting somewhere as a society. Okay. And that's what, what's happened. It's become, you know, if you, if you become loud and verbal, it's, you know, look at all these school board meetings, you know, some yutz sitting at the dais banging a gavel saying, security, this person speaking loudly, take them away. Yes. <laughs> right. That's what it is. Yeah. And yeah. there's nothing wrong with speaking loudly and no. having your point. There's a big difference between venting and anger and actually resorting then to violence. And I think they see this as some kind of gateway drug like oh wait if we let them even get angry then they might pick up a weapon or do something Mm -hmm. and i don't think that's true i think people not venting i think people holding all of this in is what ends up causing a whole bunch more problems than if they were just to get it out and move on and find something else to to go on to but when you sit there and you let this kind of stuff build right 
there was a uh, article on Breitbart talking about how many, especially in the younger generations. I mean, we're we're old guys. We're bitter. We're old. You're not going to do anything about that. But how much of a mental health concern there is in the younger generations over what they're calling climate despair. (laughs) I love that. Yes, that these 20, 30 year olds are like, oh, my God, the planet's dying. What are we going to do? Yes. And this is all pushed into it by the same people that push all this other crap in the media. Well, the only cure for that is climate justice. Right. We have to start arresting some clouds <laughs> now. Yeah. Lock them up. Get that justice going. <laughs> it's always the, uh, you know, it turns out it's always the big capitalistic companies that are doing the stuff that the greenies don't like. And uh, that's no surprise there. Yeah. But you know what? They've, they've bought into it uh, completely. And every, every company greenwashes itself. I mean, it's, it's so. It's so annoying. You know, the the word sustainable, every fucking thing has to be sustainable. You know, look at every label and every product you get, every box. And this is made from sustainable, this sustainable. You know, I actually saw an ad on online recently (laughs) for these wristwatches are are made from sustainable, you know, but what the fuck is it? I don't know. Made out of uh, hearts of palm or something. (laughs) I didn't bother to look deeper because it was so preposterous, but everything has to be sustainable. Well, yeah. Really? You have to bow down so you can be blessed, so you aren't canceled. You have to look like you're doing the right thing. The same thing yeah. with all of the cancel culture stuff. When you're a corporation, you have to make it look like you're not killing the planet, even while we all know you're still killing the planet, because that's yeah. what these corporations do when you produce anything. Mm-hmm. But all the people that fight this seem to have iPhones, so I don't understand. How Isn't that, that amazing? Works. Yes, yes. I don't mm-hmm. get it. I don't. It's yeah, like you are the made problem. By slave labor. Yeah. Like, do you know how much power it takes to run every phone and tablet in the world mm-hmm. on a daily basis? That is not green. No. But no. Uh, I, I digress. I don't really understand that movement because I can look in the past mm-hmm. and we know that the planet has gone through massive swings of heating and cooling. I'm not saying that the human race has no effect upon that but the effect that people think it has thinks that it has i believe is way less than reality if it has any at all i mean the world's a really big place and to think that just the few little things people do when we may have talked about this on the last episode because i thought we talked about volcanoes all the ash and all the co2 and all of that that gets blown out and what that is compared to all of the cars running in all of the trucks it's like no that's nothing compared to nature doing it to itself sure but it's really sad that these kids and i'll just call anybody younger than me kids that they are actually having a mental disorder because they are this worried about the health of the planet it's like well aoc aoc would not lie darren okay so get (laughs) get your fucking head around that she would not lie. And, and now she said, well, I think we're, we're probably down to 10 years, didn't she? Was it, wasn't it two years ago? She said, we have 12 years to live and it's done. It's over. The planet dies. So now that clock's ticking, baby. So come and we on. also had two weeks to flatten the curve. And That's we, right. We had the, right. Uh, the planet is going to, there was a tipping point 
even though mm-hmm. I read something the other day now that like the ice caps and all this are actually growing again. So I don't know how they're Shh, growing again. Don't if say yeah. it. don't say that. You don't, don't want to. Yeah, you no. don't want to. Yeah, that's that could be don't bad. That'll get that'll get us canceled more than anything yes. else will. Yes, that is, that is probably true. It's like but this, <laughs> there there are bigger things to worry about, and most likely for everybody that's alive now, the planet is going to go on longer than you. You mentioned that in the uh, the latest uh, that Larry show. You know, yes, I did. And pla- that's yeah, I'm pretty confident of that. You know, pretty confident that long after we're gone, we're gone. It'll, it'll still be spinning. <laughs> yeah. So you know, just don't worry. It's okay. Yeah. Enjoy yourselves rather than wanting to hunker down and not emit any co2 which means you have to stop breathing stop so, breathing no they don't want don't want to emit methane so you can't have that big mexican meal you got to be really careful mm-hmm. about what you're putting into the environment but uh <laughs> i thought it was interesting this whole uh texas law thing which texas is an interesting state because it seems that there's still a lot of people who believe in freedom there, even though there's a lot of folks from your area in California, in commie California, that are going to Texas and trying to turn it into commie Texas, but they're not winning that yet. Oh, they're, I bet they do. I bet I'm with Dvorak on that. Ultimately they will. It's going to be a fight. Yeah. It's a question of how long it takes, but this new abortion law in Texas is driving people nuts. If you want to talk about rage, Mm -hmm. this is driving people nuts. Which I don't really even care what side you're on for that argument. Just watching how it's covered as all this stuff, I think, says a lot. And Alyssa Milano, who is just such a nice person, she uh, ripped CNN, which, I mean, that's her God, I thought, the CNN folks. Did she know? Yeah. What'd she say about CNN? She didn't like that in coverage of this Texas pro-life law that they uh, they put out Jeffrey Tubin to cover it. (laughs) <laughs> full body shot or from chest no god i hope not yeah. yeah i hope that they were not underneath the desk yes but her comment was was every woman unavailable to cover the story and uh, she may actually have a point there no she doesn't <laughs> she has no point whatsoever because men can now give birth so why not have children? Oh, that's a good point that. all right she's so. not showing the equality she's not showing exactly. the equity Yes, they preach it, but you're right. They don't believe it. Men can Mm -hmm. have children now. Yeah, So why not a guy? Why not? (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I mean, Jeffrey Tubin, I could have a problem with, but, uh, you know, uh, well, he's not your type. I'm sure. No, uh, no, not. I just thought that was kind of funny because this I see as the the radical left kind of eating itself. And when they can use their anger against each other. It is entertaining. So, I mean, now that we can't mm-hmm. have real comedy, that may be about as good as we're going to get, along with the story about this as well, the Texas abortion law. And this, I, I mean, this is changing the world, Larry, because Bette Midler says all women should refuse to have sex with men over this law. And I'm just wondering who's lining up in Bette Midler's that- line. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing there's no, but this is, this is a repeat because this is something that Alyssa Milano actually did a couple of years ago. Yeah. And it's a, uh, there was a line in a Joe Jackson song, which was, if there's a war between the sexes, then there'll be no people left. And that, I think this is what they want. This will save the planet. That will save it. Yes. 
I mean, people go away and then the planet can go back to doing what it was supposed to be doing. But all of this stuff is just such insanity that it's hard to see anything covered that isn't rage inducing. When you look at how people are reacting to it on social media, how crazy they're going. And Mm -hmm. sometimes the people are just loons and have no idea what they're saying. And a lot of times they actually have a really good point. Yeah. Which the, you brought a rage from a guy in Australia for the people that aren't following Australia. This has been a country during COVID that has been locked down like almost no other. I mean, New Zealand, I think has been worse because the minute one person has the sniffles, I think in New Zealand, they shut everybody down, Mm -hmm. but Australia has been really, really locked down to the point that now even the the truckers who you really need these guys to have your country work the way it's supposed to work because you need to get stuff from point a to point b and these guys are starting to get a little bit ornery and the they're truckies yeah yeah they're blocking traffic they're they're standing up and they're not well like you would at the dojo for that larry show they're taking no shit they are God bless them. And this is something that is important to do. And this is, again, this is use your rage in a good way. This Mm -hmm. guy that you sent the video from, of course, this was from a a bit shoot video because this, I mean, how long would this video have lasted (laughs) on YouTube? And, uh, you know, this kind of sums up what's going on in Australia, which has gone just completely lockdown no matter what the people want of course they're being told you will just uh shut up and cower in place and this guy he's having none of that at all when mm. i got my father's house search warrant my house a search warrant my girlfriend's house a search warrant for speaking out on social media to go and protest last year when all that stuff was happening And I said all this shit was coming. And I warned you motherfuckers last year, I told you. All this shit was coming. And all of you fucking laughed at me. Oh, they don't even have vaccines yet. You're you're fear-mongering. You don't know what you're talking about. Our government would never do that. Guess what, you dumb motherfuckers? They are doing it. They're not letting people enter the States without having a fucking death jab. A fucking death jab. They're not letting people work without a fucking experimental poison. Your businesses are finished. Your livelihoods are finished. These motherfuckers aren't going to stop till they destroy our way of life and take everything from us. Until there's nothing left. Nothing. What more do you need these fucking cocksuckers to do to us before you say that they don't give a fuck? And they're not going to stop till they ruin every fucking business. What more do we need to see happen? When's it going to be to the point that I can't, we can't even go fucking grocery shopping? 
Why the fuck do we let these pieces of shit in these fucking government positions dictate the terms of my life? Who the fuck do you think you are, Brett Sutton? Who the fuck do you think you are, Dan Andrews? You fucking cocksucker. You would have lost one second on the street if society fell. They would fucking eat you alive out there, you fucking piece of shit. (laughs) Who the fuck do you think you are? Telling me I can't leave my fucking border and come back into it. Telling me I can't fucking work without a fucking vaccine. You motherfuckers, who the fuck do you think you are? Who the fuck do you think you are, you fucking cunts? We told you fucking motherfuckers last year. We told you all this shit was going to happen. All you fucks just sit on your ass and just let everything go by. How much more are you going to let happen? We're a fucking prison. We're in a prison. We're prisoners in our own fucking states. We're prisoners in our own homes. If you cunts can't see it from now, if you fucking idiots can't see it by now, when are you going to fucking open your eyes? When? Why all the rage? I think uh, the interesting thing when you see this kind of stuff is you can tell this isn't a put on. There's some people that do oh, these videos. That, that's no put on. man. That, yeah, they're doing this for effect. No, that was real rage. I mean, that on a one to 10 scale, that was up there. I was an 11. But, you know, when I looked at that at first, it's, the funny thing is a lot of times you watch a guy rage and it's funny. You know, it's we, it's fun to see people blow their fucking stack and lose their shit. It, it generally is. It really is. But in this case, I didn't, I didn't crack a smile because it was, you know, everything the guy says is pretty much true. Really. I mean, there's, there's the, the place people's, people's lives have been destroyed um, by this shit and it's happening here. I mean, I have so many friends. Um, thank God. I don't, I'm not punching a clock somewhere, but if I were and some fuck was telling me I had to alter my body chemistry to keep my job, I'd be, I'd be, I'd top him. I'd be putting in a 12 video for my rage, but even it is for my kids and so forth. These, these mandates, fuck them, fuck them and fuck the people who are, who are advocating them, really. Well, and that's it because it is life and death. It is literally as well as life and death when it comes to being able to work and make money and provide. Although, you go down that rabbit hole again, which is there's a lot of people that don't want you to do that because then mm-hmm. the government has to provide. That's right. And this is where you start getting into the conspiracy theories of, well, this is what they want. They're using this as a great example to be able to make changes that they wouldn't have normally been able to make. I mean, if there was no, I mean, let's just assume that, uh, you know, there was no pandemic and people will argue whether there actually is one anyway. But if right. COVID wasn't here, none of this stuff would right. have ever been able to be ushered in. Mm-hmm. And this is a really, really important thing for people to look at, especially in countries that believe they have some sort of freedom. Right. And you have more, I believe, in the United States than most. Right. But that is changing. And with these mandates that people are going to force you to do one thing or another, or I guess force you to move to states that have different laws or whatever it is. But when you stop people from being able to do what they need to do 
to provide for their family, that is a huge shock to the system. And what this guy was talking about, all valid things, and people just are sitting around and taking it. And I guess it's mainly because of the fear factor that people are afraid of the virus, which, okay, I get that to a certain point. But once that takes over every aspect of your life, is life worth living if you don't have any freedoms? Is it worth it when you can't go grocery shopping, as this guy talked about, when you can't have a job, when Mm -hmm. you look at the stats and there have been. That's a beautiful thing about the United States is some of the states were very much closed down, like New York, New Jersey, California. And then there were states that were pretty wide open. Mm -hmm. And you look at the rates of cases and all this stuff in all these states. And there's really not a difference when you when you filter in all of the uh, the difference in population. When you filter in all the the right things, it's really not that much of a difference between those states. So the lockdowns don't work. Well, you know, this thing, we know each other quite a while now, and you know, I'm not a big tinfoil hat guy, conspiracy theory thing, you know, but I do keep an open mind. Um, But I got to say this, this shit has been happening incrementally. And long before the pandemic, I was, did a number of shows where I was screaming about the, the word lockdowns before it was a health lockdown. Um, that that has just become a part of normal life in the United States, and that's so fucked up. Okay, um, there was a time when my kid was in grammar school, Darren, um, and there had been a bank robbery. I think it was seven miles from my kid's school. Bank robbery. They locked the fucking school down. Why? I, I think if you went through the FBI crime records, uh. With a fine comb. Never in history have bank robbers decided to run into a fucking school. <laughs> yeah, what's the point? Why lock it down? Okay, what what the fuck do they do? Lock a school down because there's a bank robbery seven miles away and guys running around in MRAPs and body armor and fucking automatic weapons around a school because some assholes knocked over a Wells Fargo seven miles away. Fuck you. Think back on the the um that bombing, the Boston Marathon bombing with those two assholes. Okay. Right. The pressure cooker. Fucking chooches. Yeah. With the pressure cooker. Right. They locked down that whole city and they were kicking in people's doors, you know, for like 24 hours. What? You know, they knew what it was. They knew it was a fucking pressure cooker. They knew it was a couple of assholes. They weren't, it's not like these two guys were, you know, had a dirty bomb in a, in a suitcase. They were going to drop somewhere. I mean, what the fuck? But people suddenly, oh, lockdown, lockdown. People have been, have been uh, conditioned. To accept the term lockdown long before there was a pandemic. It's all Makes for you wonder. your safety. For your safety. For your safety. For you want to be safe. Yeah. But yet people still fly yeah. in airplanes. They still drive down expressways, which are way more dangerous than what you're being locked sure. down for. Yeah. And that really doesn't make sense. And if you look at the stats, no. it doesn't make sense that the areas that didn't do all of that came out just about the same let people do what they want to do have that freedom the australian thing i don't know how that would work here in the united states 
I think we have about maybe half the people that would cower in fear. And maybe I'm overestimating half that would actually hit the streets armed and dangerous and say, we're not, we're not taking this any longer. It's hard to say. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think this has really had an effect. I, I really feel. Oh, it has. And I, I really, I mean, we, we, I'm sure we have mutual listeners in Australia. You know, you know who they are. They're good guys. And uh, I, I really feel for them. I mean, Jesus, that's just got to be awful. But, you know, it's, we're so close to that here. Just days ago, there had been a, uh, a bill on the state legislature in Sacramento to do exactly what de Blasio has done to New York City. Where, you know, vaccine passports, you're going to need one to get into a grocery store, anything, basically, you know, and and was shot down. But I wonder, everybody says it's because uh, Captain Hairgel, he didn't want that uh, layered on top of his uh, his quest to keep his job. So they say he's he's the one that said, hey, uh, kick that to the side for now. Yes. And until- if he gets back in, I'll bet you that thing's right on the on the docket again. Chop, yeah. chop. Yeah. Yeah, the so I mean, then, job then is right. California is no different than Australia, and people will be screaming their phones and then cast into the abyss that is bit shoot. I mean, it's fucking scary. It really is what's going on. It's very, very scary. Well, yeah, then your governor will be like, well, you see, people want me so I can make whatever choice I want. Oh, yeah, of course. Validation. Of course. Oh, yeah. He'll come back nine times stronger and, and worse, you know, if they don't can him. Oh, absolutely. Well, and, and beyond. Yeah the virus itself the treatments have again been in the news and uh listener uh, jim dupont yeah this one jim dupont sent this in which uh this was also played on no agenda this has been a very popular rant because when it comes to media personalities i don't know if anybody brings the rant as good as Chris, Sir Seatsitter's buddy, Alex Jones. Uh, this is ivermectin for humans that won a Nobel Prize as an antiviral. And this is inhalable, or these are the tablets, steroids. So let me show you. I was going to do this anyways earlier. See this? So he's got the bills. See this, Fauci? You see this, Bill Gates? I'm going to kill those prions, you bastard murderers. You're going to hit me with a bioweapon, you monster. You want to suppress me? You want to kill me, you son of a bitch? You goddamn demon? You think I'm easy to kill? He's opening the pills. Think I'm going to roll over to your crap? And now he is taking the ivermectin pills. No. And Joe Rogan kicked your murdering ass, too. You'd love to bury him, too, you little monster maggot. He's in this (laughs) National Geographic piece about, oh, I don't usually deal with my enemies right away. I get them later. Yeah, you creep up on with a poison injection, dressed up in a lab coat, you little Joseph Mingala, Nuremberg coat violating monster. You damn monster. He does bring a lot of the Sam Kinison vibe. He does. Cancer proteins like that. Nobel Prize winning for humans. 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 What, 2005? Nobel Prize winning for humans. Oh, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. He just went and drank the horse pace. He's stupid. I bet he got it from Alex Jones. They're both so dumb. They're both going to be dead. <laughs> and that's why Joe's worth like $300 million. Yeah, he's real stupid. Yeah, so that, that gives you an idea of Alex Jones. Uh, he's beautiful. Um. <laughs> <laughs> he, 
he takes it to the extreme, but he pulls it off. And that really he does. When I'm listening to him, he's got that that Kinnison timber to his voice and, and just that amount of insanity going on. And in this case, rightfully so. This is this is horrible when the mainstream media pulls off stuff like, oh, yeah, these guys are taking horse paste. Just like, no, this is a human drug that is made and approved and all this other stuff. So the fact that yeah. the media has to lie to you, you know, as you said, well, I mean, it's um, not just the media. I mean, I do a thing uh, after each show, you know, everybody, not every show, but I do notes, stuff sort of that I forgot to plug into the show and maybe some graphics or videos or whatever. And there was something that I failed in my last episode to get into because it was a visual. And I said, I'll just stick it in the show notes. And it's, it was an advertisement, Darren, from the FDA. Okay. The same FDA, by the way, that approved ivermectin for humans back in 69. <laughs> okay. Same FDA. Yeah. And that's and, been and, very sad. And don't forget the hydrochloroquine, which has been going on too. for even longer. Yeah. And so the, the, the ad ran on social media and it was a picture of a fucking horse. It was a split frame. Left frame was a horse. Right frame was some, you know, medical professional, professional sticking a Q-tip up someone's nose or injecting them, whatever the fuck it was. And the headline said, um, you are not a horse or a cow, y'all. Why apostrophe A-L-L, right? Y'all. Uh, just stop it. Right. And then, and then the, the, the copy below is, you know, I, ivermectin is, is not for people. It's for horses. And I thought you mendacious motherfuckers, you know, don't tell they know they, there, there's never been, I mean, this is a government agency just lying by omission. And that's what the mouth breathers never, ever, ever understand is the foundation of good propaganda isn't what's said. It's what's not said. Yes, or what you're forced not to be able to say. Okay. And the FD fucking A, that was a pure piece of propaganda, a hit piece on a drug that's had miraculous results around the world. And I know this for a fact because I have friends that were fucking fixed by ivermectin. One of them was in Mexico when she got the coof. Two days she got over it. Okay. But they deny this, they lie about it. It's criminal. I mean, it's just plain criminal. So Alex Jones, I, I, I don't really think he's over the top. I don't think he went far enough. I think he should have been shooting guns off, <laughs> throwing hand grenades. As, as he did Hell that. yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's, it's, un, it's unfathomable. Well, and again, they're able to lie with the statistics because when the ivermectin thing came out, they did the same thing, which is they took a bunch of people who were in the hospital who were probably hours away from dying already. And gave them all ivermectin and went, no, it didn't work. Exactly. Yeah. It, it is. It should be criminal. The fact it that. It should be criminal. I mean, it's just. It's so the thing is, when you see an agency with the, the scope and the budget and the power of the FDA putting out a pure, obviously propaganda hit piece that is a lie, you got to step back and say, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm going to take your guidance. <laughs> Not so fast. Yeah. And you can't. And this is where they lose all credibility, which is all credibility. It all breaks down because covid is no different than cancer in the way that if you prevent it or catch it early, the treatment options are much better than. You know what? Yes. And I want to tell you something. You were the first. I first heard the word ivermectin in one of your shows probably a year ago. From you. It's been around. You know, and there was talk of the, uh, you know, the supplements and stuff that you can take, like the Corsidin 
you know, as well as vitamin D3 and the zinc and all mm-hmm. this, which the uh, the quercetin is available over the counter from Amazon and pretty much from what I'm seeing works just about as well as the uh, hydrochloric hydroxychloroquine hydroxychloroquine and that is pretty much the same thing the quercetin does the same thing which it allows the zinc to get into your cells and this is stuff that they're still not really talking about this is stuff that if you have a good doctor Mm -hmm. this is exactly the list he went down because my parents and i and my wife we all have the same doctor and he went down the same thing with both of us which is you know here's what i'm doing you know, this right. isn't you know, necessarily medical advice, but here's what I'm doing. And he went down that list of I'm taking corsetin, I'm taking zinc, I'm taking D3, taking vitamin yeah. C. And that is the protocol that he's using as a general physician who's still seeing patients and who has not gotten sick with this. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, you're very fortunate to have a doctor that that's smart there. You really are. Yeah, there's not a lot. And there are a no. bunch, as uh, you talked about one episode with the. The whole industry that is around selling drugs to the doctors oh, and yeah. they take the kickbacks and they prescribe stuff just because, you know, hey, here's our brand new drug. Uh, it's whatever Tron. And if you sell enough of it, <laughs> then we'll send you to Hawaii. You know, I mean, this is sure. uh, that kind of stuff should be criminal, too. Now, if the drug works, you really shouldn't have to give it the hard sell. Right. But, you know, I digress. That's uh, that's unfortunately where we are. And we have to continue to rail on people to do their own homework, because as we all know, people are different. Not everybody's going to have the same reaction to the virus. Not everybody's going to have the same reaction to a vaccine. And it's not a one size fits all world. And this is. I think we're. Your biggest problem is with all this is that they're trying to make it that by saying everybody must do this. And that's bad. Yeah. But we yeah. do. Need- I mean, it's, it's boiled down to two core issues. One is they deny they absolutely deny the uh, the uh, the truth of of uh, natural immunity for those who have had this disease and recovered from it. You know, when they say, you know, I say your natural immunity is not enough. You, you need the jab. That's a total lie. It's utter lie. Settled science is our friend. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Al Gore would have said, you know, well, and this is something but, that's been true for decades that they've understood that once you get something like a virus, your immunity naturally keeps you from getting it again, which is why normal viruses you're not getting over and over and over again. Once you've had them, you don't usually get infected again. And if you do, you know, instead of being in bed for a week with the flu, you might blow your nose once or twice and that's it yeah but we we still need some levity and in the yes, last show i brought in a <laughs> clip of the cubs manager lee elia which you know just roasting the cubs fans yeah. which i mean cubs fans deserve it let's all be honest but i mentioned one that uh, i had heard of tommy lasorda and i found both a censored and a non-censored version and even though the quality of the non-censored was not as good i thought this was genius this was the dodgers getting beat on by the cubs and dave kingman hit a few home runs and i think you'll hear at the beginning the reporter asked tommy lasorda the question what do you think of kingman's performance what's my opinion of kingman's performance 
what the fuck you think is my opinion of it? I think it was fucking horseshit. Put that in. I don't fucking opinion of his performance. Jesus Christ, he beat us with three fucking home runs. <laughs> what the fuck can you mean? What is my opinion of his performance? How can you ask me a question like that? What is my opinion of his of, of his performance? Jesus Christ, he hit three home runs. Jesus Christ. I'm fucking pissed off to lose a fucking game. And you ask me my opinion of his performance. Jesus Christ. I mean, that's a tough question to ask me, isn't it? What is my opinion of his performance? Yes, it is. I asked it and you gave me an answer. Well, I didn't give you a good answer because I'm mad, but I mean... That wasn't a good question. That's a tough question to ask me right now. What is my opinion of his performance? I mean, you want me to tell you what my opinion of his performance is? They just did. That's right. Jesus Christ. The guy hits three home runs against us. Shit. I mean, I don't want to, I don't mean to get pissed off or anything like that, but, uh, you know, you ask me my opinion. I mean, he put on a hell of a show. He hit three home runs. He drove in, what, seven runs? Eight. Eight runs. Well, what the hell more can you say about it? Is that all you've got? I will say... Even though that is a classic rant, Tommy Lasorda was pretty nice throughout the whole thing. He was, and he was pretty redundant. It's like a tape loop. Yeah. How many times did he say the same thing? <laughs> what did wow. he get his point? He understands the the reality of you have to say something three times for it to yeah, really right. sink in. Yeah, you're right. He was a coach, so yeah, manager, whatever. You're right. So while I think that was a good rage, I think he was kind of uh, still holding back. And I did. I had never heard this one you had sent in, which this one is from drumming legend, uh, Buddy Rich. And I tried to clean this up a little because this sounds like it was like a hidden recorder on an airplane or something. On a bus. It was, on a, on, a bus. It was on a tour bus. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible recording. Yeah. And I, we cleaned it up a little. Now, this one, I think the rage comes through a little bit more. Let's see.
You can't keep fucking time and play. There's too many things to do with that. You can't pat your fucking foot and play. You're all over the fucking place. Miss Q after Miss Q. You try one fuck up the next set. And when you get back to the office, you'll need another fucking job. Count on it. <laughs> the sound quality not good but the rage oh it's there yeah and i love it buddy was a force of nature man and you know how sometimes when you when i when i found that uh that clip youtube conveniently sort of links you to the, to the next one with something i didn't know Jer- apparently jerry seinfeld was a huge buddy rich fan not for his drumming which he was maybe the best ever but for his rages and he said that he he was so enamored with some of Buddy's phrasing in those rages, he actually clipped those lines and worked them into three different um, um, episodes of Seinfeld. He had he had uh, his characters uh, echo Buddy's lines. I believe it. I do believe it. Just listening to that, <laughs> and you know, he he brought the rage. He was one of the greatest drummers of all time. Yeah, unbelievable. It, it doesn't matter what kind of music you like. There. Are drummers that are influenced by what he did and yeah. there's enough videos out there and and audio of him playing that uh i also saw in front of the buddy rich band the neil pert of rush who had passed away mm-hmm. this past year playing with the buddy rich band and playing some of buddy's stuff and i mean both those guys great musicians yeah. and fantastic uh, and who knew Buddy was also able to rage as good, oh. if not better than most. He was, he was legendary. He was also one of the one of the few guys to punch out Sinatra and live to tell the tale. <laughs> Buddy was Buddy was a take no shit guy from from jump. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, Frankie had uh, some friends. Yes, he did. And if, there's a great joke about Buddy uh, after he died that his widow. Uh, one day got a call and said, um, you know, a couple of weeks after he died and said, the phone rang and somebody says, hi, his buddy there. And she goes, no, I'm, I'm sorry. He's not. He says, not. Nah, where is he? And she said, well, I'm, I'm sorry. He, he passed away a couple of, couple of days, a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Guy hangs up 20 minutes later, the phone rings again. Um, is, is buddy there? And, uh, uh, she goes, no, he, um, he, he, he died. He died a couple of weeks ago. Oh, I'm sorry. Third time the phone rings, same guy. She goes, you've called twice before, um, and I told you, but he's dead. He died two weeks ago. And he says, yeah, I just, I, I like hearing those words. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, I tell you, that's yeah. it's part of the, it's part of this whole planet of rage. Yeah. And we have some <laughs> other stuff that we will be saving for other shows. But if you <laughs> want to send us your favorite rage clips, please do in links or youtube or however you want to do it to rage r-a-g-e at planet rage dot show we will be incorporating those and we will be starting like some kind of competition to see what yes. rages actually rise to the top then we'll have to set up a thing where people can vote online all that fun yep. kind of stuff but these shows go way too fast they do which is good hopefully people are getting their rage out while listening to us mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, not punching the dog or whatever these people are normally doing on a uh, on a beautiful Labor Day. Hopefully, everybody's having a good time. Yeah, you know, I completely. It is Labor Day. Happy Labor Day, everybody. Have a good barbecue, lots of beer, all that good stuff. Yeah, a lot of people forgot because nobody's been working. Right. I saw a meme that somebody was like, "Yeah, 
If you haven't worked over the last year, don't you dare go out to your grill. Go get a job, which uh, uh, I can't argue that as well. I no. cannot argue that. But if you want to reach out to either one of us, you can do so via email, Darren, D-A-R-R-E-N, or Larry, L-A-R-R-Y, at planetrage.show, or find us on the Twitters, the Mastodons, all that other kind of good stuff. Anything, any last words, Larry? Uh, stay cool. But if you got a rage, make it a good one. Amen. Until next time, I am Darren O'Neill. And well, you are Larry Blydner. The one and I only. Am, I think. <laughs> Thank God. It's only one. Later, everybody. The U.S. strikes back, killing a member of the Islamic State. Whole world going to shit.